This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What up, what up, what up? Polly, have you been drinking today? A lot. <laughs> yeah, me too. I started at uh, 11.30 a.m. Okay. It is now 6.11 I've uh, been going hard today. Beer, mimosas, beer, one beer, two beers, three beers. <laughs> All right, shut the fuck up, Polly. Listen, Caps fans, we tell you this for the past couple uh, podcasts. The Hockey Podcast Network has hooked us up with our own individual feeds. As a matter of fact, we have um, a bit of a teaser for you. We're going to be starting a certain... Uh, what is it? What would you call it? A contest there with the, with the network there, yeah. Polly? Yeah, yeah. So, Caps fans, definitely or definitely check it out when we when we tweet about it and and follow us for more details on that. It's going to be pretty sick. I think there's going to be some sick giveaways and whatnot for it. Yeah, man. Um, the uh, hockey podcast network always taking care of the fans. So check us out on social media. We'll be talking about it on here. But you will have chances to get involved in this upcoming special event. Very nice, Polly. Very Thank nice. You. Thank you. Um, <laughs> again, the Caps Chirp Podcast has its own individual feed. Please subscribe and rate us. Five stars only. Exactly. Positive reviews only. Yeah. Otherwise, we you know we don't want to hear we we value your opinion unless it's mean, and then shut the fuck up. Right, exactly. Yeah. Boom, Polly. You know how it is. Yeah. We would um, also like to thank our DJ. Oh, yes, that's all, right. So all if of you... our intro music and outro music to all the interviews. Right. To the interviews, right. To the interviews um, has been done by DJ Z. Follow him on SoundCloud. Um, he's, uh, he's, he's done a good job for us, I think. Yeah. What do you think? We like it. Awesome. So, you should like it. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert, it's not weird. I don't want to be weird, but it's uh, it's my girlfriend's 12-year-old nephew. That's not a joke. Well, it just shows you how sick the kid is. Yeah. Kid's sick. He's got beats. Right. Give him a follow on SoundCloud. Check his shit out. Um, and thank you, DJZ, for letting us have some of, those, uh, some of those sweet intro beats and outro beats for all of our interviews, which you would have heard last week or last Monday, on our interview with the Tip of the Iceberg podcast right after we thumped the Penguins 5-3. to Faux show. Thank you. Okay. Okay, Paul. <laughs> so, after that, man, let's have another. Let's, let's, put, let's put Paulie to the blackout stage. Let's keep this train rolling, baby. One, two, three. <laughs> Alright, so this week, the hip check is going to be about a little bit of a positivity note, I think. It's going to have a little bit of a positive ring to it, I would say. A little um, bit, but you'll find a way to I w- make it negative. Yeah, I'm going to shit on some people. Yeah. Maybe a team or so. Yeah. But, um, 
David Ayers. You know who this guy is? He's an e-bug, if I've, you will. I've, I've heard uh, yeah. a little, and by a little, I mean from every possible outlet. Right. Because this is a big fucking deal. Right, and, and we'll get into why that is. Um, and snack time, what's that? Well, uh, of course, we're going to talk about that tasty team up in Hershey. Mm. And yeah, mm. and then we're going to talk about the 40th anniversary of the greatest moment in American sports history. Whoa. Possibly the greatest moment in all of hockey history. So. Whoa. All right. Yeah. Well, hold on to your asses, Caps fans. Should we just get into the old chip check? Let's do it. All right, well, let, hold on, Paul. You, you made me jump the gun. Now, I meant, let's I've do got... it like 10 seconds from now. Okay. That's what I meant. All right, fair enough. This is the Hockey Troll Hip Check. So, watching you dance to the intro music made me think, you know... Caps fans, we have a TikTok. <laughs> I have a TikTok that we've made. <laughs> One post so far, right? I have two, dickhead. I'm I making have... fun of Hal Gill and his fucking oh. dumbass on NBC Sports. You Network. know, he's probably the best one they've had so far. To yeah, fill but he's in still an JR. ex-Penguin. Yeah. So, fuck him. And he's huge compared he's... to Catherine Tapp. <laughs> he's so big. So he looks like a jolly green fucking giant. What a big human. <laughs> So um, if you if you we're at Caps Chirp on TikTok, if you were into that, you know, if you're under the age of twelve, I guess I don't know what the fuck, you know, and it's fucked up because you I make fun of it, but I literally get lost in that app. Yeah, I mean it's just like Vine but longer. So yeah, and just... I, I was never in on the Vine hip thing. Was well, cool the enough? only Vine I watch is like old Vine on YouTube. Right. Like, the fact that like you can have that same short video but a little bit longer i think really gives tiktok yeah how long um, was the vine like six seconds oh yeah tiktok's a minute yeah so i think there's a lot of a lot of potential with tiktok yeah gary varnerchuk vaynerchuk vaynerchuk he says that it's the future so who knows yeah that's why we had to jump on the train well, Hockey Troll and I um, are both going to the March 7th game in Pittsburgh, so maybe we'll make some TikTok uh, content out of that. Yeah. I've got this tr- this mask I need to use, so. <laughs> this thing's terrifying. <laughs> it looks like something like a Raider fan would wear. <laughs> it was very expensive when we bought it. Was it really? Yeah. I had, dude, the mouth moves and shit. It's because you bought it in season, right? Well, no, I bought it from, like, this Halloween magazine. Yeah, I guess it was in season. Yeah, you gotta buy that shit in, like, March. Yeah, but have you ever seen a mask that cool? No, that's pretty terrifying. Right. And I can drink through it. Yeah. So, it's the best. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. Um, Anyways, back to my segment. (laughs) E-bug stands for Emergency Backup Goalie. Now, in this most recent Carolina-Toronto game in Toronto... Both the starter and backup for Carolina, which the starter was Reimer, um, had an injury six minutes into the game, got pulled uh, off a collision with Slavin. Uh, Mrazek came in, and then he left the crease like a crazy man and got decked by Clifford. 
a little bit ill-advised, I'd say, for for Mrazek there. Injured both of them, and that's about halfway through the second that ha- that happened. Yeah. So halfway through the game, basically, the Carolina Hurricanes had zero goalies. Now, Caps fans, if you didn't know, there is an emergency backup goalie for every rink. So it's a local guy, generally, um, who is asked to suit up in this exact instance, like if, if both goalies go down an injury. Yeah, they have them at every single home game. Right, so it doesn't matter. And it's funny because Grant Van Lahr, who was a previous guest of ours, had talked about that, and it's just per rink, right? So yeah. if you go to Toronto, like what happened here, the Toronto guy that they have, which happened to be 42-year-old David Ayers, a Zamboni driver for the Marlies, happened to be their e-bug. Yeah, which Grant Van Lahr was an e-bug when he was an ECHL equipment manager. And he was an e-bug, I think, for the Flames. No? I'm not going to comment. Cause yeah, I don't, I don't know, know if he was. I don't remember. Well, so. basically, it, and it's great because... Um, if about a week ago I had that interview with uh, Adriana Mags about Terry Sawchuk, she's the director of goalie. Um, and it, it's cool because back then there was only one roster goalie, and those guys were so afraid to r- drop out of the lineup that they'd get replaced that they would just play with like a broken everything. Yeah, face. Um, yeah, paralyzed. It didn't matter. It'd cart them back out. But with this, this kind of harkens back to a if they couldn't go on back in like the 50s well more more even even farther back like in the 20s when the NHL was was a younger league if the starting goaltender could not continue they would literally just ask anybody in the stands hey can anyone play goalie we'll pay you 5 bucks <laughs> this is in the NHL um yeah that's insane and generally, there was like some junior guy out there, or some some basically equivalent to a junior player. I'd be like, yeah, I guess I can do it. And I guess back then, contract issues weren't a huge deal. Like if you went pro, it wasn't a big deal because you just kind of were half drunk and and said, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. So college eligibility, all that shit wasn't a wasn't a factor. But that's beyond the point. Um, it's funny because it harkens back to those times. So literally, there's a guy at each rink in the NHL who will step in and, and gear up and, and go and play goalie. Now, these guys are generally studs. Like, let's be real. You have David Ayers on your beer league team. You're going undefeated in the season. This is, it's, this is not to say that anybody can step into an NHL goaltending position. This is to say that the, this board has come so so far that there are guys who are involved in hockey who sometimes practice with the team, either whether it be the AHL team, the ECHL team, or the major club, uh, and and have you know ability enough to step in if need be. Now, <clears throat> Ayers, what what makes this so interesting is that he played long enough that he became the goalie of record. Which means the win that the Carolina Hurricanes got over the Toronto Maple Leafs with a Zamboni driver that worked for the Toronto Maple Leafs um, is the first e-bug to ever record a win. And David Ayers at 42 becomes the oldest goalie to record a rookie win. 
<laughs> it's pretty impressive. It is. So, you know, what happened in during the game, in the second, airs in relief of Mrazic, who was in relief of Reimer, led in his first two shots, but in the third period he was perfect, and he led them to a 6-3 victory. Yep. Had led the Hurricanes to a 6-3 victory. So the Toronto Maple Leafs, which are an absolute dumpster fire right now, and here's where the hockey troll hip check comes in. The Toronto Maple Leafs are so fucking bad with all their spoiled brat fucking top end 90% of their cap spent on four players could not put enough past a 42-year-old Zamboni driver that they actually employ <laughs> right. to win this game. Now, that's a lot of shade thrown, but really this whole um, whole hip check was to basically gas up David Ayers. Dave Ayers, man, at 42 years of age, his wife went crazy on Twitter, and that quickly became viral. Yeah. But, you know, let's in the first two shots. He said uh, Eric Holla came to him and was like, yeah, dude. We don't care if we win or lose. Just have fun. And Which is... That's awesome. That's fucking awesome. As a, yeah. For a pro to come down and be like, dude, just... Yeah. Play. Just play hockey. And have, have fun. some fun, man. I mean, this is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And yeah. it was. Um, <clears throat> the funny part was that Ayers actually had to suit up and practice the next day with the Marlies. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he's got the game puck. He right? should. Yeah. That was, a, that was a tweet going around. Um, but, uh, you know, he wound up with, uh, eight, eight saves on 10 shots facing the game. He is now the first emergency backup goalie to record a win as an e-bug in league history. That's crazy. So you might be thinking, Hey, back in, uh, 2018, Scott Foster stepped in, in the third for the Blackhawks and posted a shutout while his time was in there. Um, when starter Colin Delia, was actually credited for credited for the win um <clears throat> so and and again that's because he didn't play i don't i don't think he played enough time and i think it's the majority of the time if 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 the goalie plays the majority of the time he then becomes a goalie record when well, i think part of it is that they were winning when he came in right uh, i don't know were they were, who who wait, wait, uh, foster blackhawks yeah um yeah right he didn't let up any goals, right? Yeah, but he yeah he came in late, and he also was, um, like they already had the game in hand at that point, right? Yeah, he kind of just was. Uh, he, I mean, he made a few saves, but not like an eight out of ten save percentage, which is eight hundred. Um, That's good math. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like Dave Ayers did, so. This guy is going to be cemented into the trivia. I mean, the 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 banal and crazy trivia of hockey forever. Hockey lore, right? He yeah. he's a he's a god in my in my eyes. You know, I mean, now think about this. What happens if the Canes, on the very very off chance, go and win a cup? <laughs> he's got to get a ring, right? Yeah, I mean, he even won't if get... his name doesn't get on the yeah. cup, he's got to yeah. get at least a ring. I would hope so. Yeah, and, and <clears throat> as a matter of fact, now jerseys are being made, and the Carolina Hurricanes, in, in true good guy style, are exploring options as to how he can get a cut of those jersey proceeds. Um, 
Good. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and leave it to Carolina's amazing marketing team. I tweeted today that they're the best marketing team in the NHL. Leave it to them to really just grasp this. Like they, you know, they're always, they, they will prop up anyone, even if it is literally another team's goaltender, they're going to, they're going to take this for, for, for all the way. So awesome marketing there. Um, Credit to the Carolina Hurricanes for being classy. The uh, Rod Brindamore's after-game speeches, <clears throat> he was really classy about it too. You know, saying we do this for the memories, boys. Like it, when you when you guys look back, you're you're gonna remember things, and and this will probably be we just made one tonight. You know, because of how you played for him, and he pointed at the goalie, and how you played for us, and you know. They showered him with water as soon as he walked in. I mean, he was he was a bell of the ball. So yeah. there's your 15 minutes and David Ayers, and, and what a fucking 15 minutes to have, huh? Yeah. You know, <clears throat> today he was getting uh, interviewed, yeah. and he had a Ford and Adidas logo on his mm. practice jersey. I wonder if they, like, uh, snuck in a quick um, endorsement. You think so? Like, hey, wear this jersey with our logo and we'll pay you. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's either that or the Marley's practice jersey has a Ford logo on it. Maybe. I mean, yeah. That's a good call. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. My dad pointed that out to me, so I won't take credit for that. But it's interesting to think, like, what if they were like, hey, you're going to get an interview tomorrow, put our logo on your jersey, we'll give you some money. (laughs) Right. 3D chess? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I'd do it. I'd sell out instantly. I'd sell out right now. Yeah. Pay me. <laughs> we'll talk about Ford. Get on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. We'll each take, I don't know, a truck. I'll take a truck. F-150. I would gladly take a vehicle. Yeah. So, you know, no worries there. But, uh, again, I love, I love this. This is why hockey is so awesome. Like, this never happens in any other sport. This is so unique, this type of situation. Right, Polly? It is. It's like the movie, The Replacements, but in real life, you know? Wait, isn't The Replacements about... Oh, oh, yeah, about the scab players? Yeah. Yeah. Which, Um, I don't know. Maybe that did happen. I don't know. Anyway, it's the point that... You're drunk. It doesn't happen. (laughs) Yeah, I am. Right, right. But yes, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, this doesn't happen a lot, but it happens enough that it's a thing. Yeah. I mean, like you said earlier... If this guy was amongst average people, he's a stud. Oh yeah, and you couldn't score on him. No, I, well, I'd Shut probably up, I'd probably beat him and hit the post like I always do. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. Okay. You know, I am the leading goal scorer in our uh, college hockey history. So. Oh, shut the fuck up! I am. Dude. It's the truth. shut the fuck it's up. The truth. Oh my god. Anyways, um, <clears throat> fuck. That just derailed the whole... F- I've got a fucking headache now. This is unbelievable. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Um, anyways, so... <laughs> God damn you. Um, congratulations to Dave Ayers. I love this point in in history. I love that we got to see, or at least be alive in a time when that happened. Yeah, we've seen some really great things in hockey history the last couple years. Right. So, good for you, Dave. Enjoy it. You know, uh, 
Maybe we'll see you again. Maybe maybe someone's gonna give him a tryout. I know some. Maybe San Jose. <laughs> yeah, they need it. <laughs> All right, Polly. I'm hungry. Yeah, I'll take care of that. Mmm, it's snack time with Polly Cupcakes. <laughs> So do you ever think about yourself like, wow, I am ridiculous. Because (laughs) when I hear that, no, I think I'm a, I'm a fucking genius. All right. (laughs) That is genius. genius. (laughs) That's that intro. It is. But it's good. So for snack time, we'll start off with something more familiar. We're going to talk about our AHL affiliate, the Hershey Bears. What up? What up? So they had two games this week. Shocker, they traveled to Wilkes-Barre on a Friday. Yeah, what is that? How many fucking times do we have to play the Baby Penguins? I feel like a million, and it's always there. Uh, Lost 2-1. to Boo. At least the big club won. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, all right. Came back home and played the Hamilton Sound Tigers. Got ourselves a shootout win. And those are, that's the affiliate of the Islanders, I believe. I believe so. They have the same color scheme, so that yeah. would make a lot of sense. Um, which, after this weekend, it puts the Hershey Bears at fourth in the league, second in the conference, and first in the division. So Playoff spots. Very good. Now. Very good spot. They have three games coming up this week. They're going to be at, <clears throat> excuse me, they will be at home against the Charlotte Checkers, and then they are going to be at home against Wilkes-Barre, and then at home against Charlotte again. Being homestand. Yeah. So, uh, at least we have Wilkes-Barre at home this time, and have a nice little uh, uh, couple, couple games of Charlotte. And that's all for Hershey at the moment. So, we're okay. going to talk and they're, about... And they're, they're going to be nearing their playoff push soon right because their playoffs start before well so i know since we we have an echl team nearby so i'm more familiar with their season but i know they play 72 compared to the nhl's 82 i'm actually not sure how many the ahl plays i would assume it's either equal to one of the other two leagues not somewhere in the middle but i don't know okay but so we're going to talk about the best moment in American <laughs> sports history. All right, yeah, I'm 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 leaning back for this because I'm with you. I think this is yeah. the best time. I mean, it go is. ahead. Well, tell I'll, tell them tell. Well, give so it to real me. real quick, I want I I want to say just what I think the top three moments in American sports history are. Okay, start and at three. Three yeah. is Michael Phelps when he won all those golds in Beijing. Okay. And then the second is when Jesse Owens went and won in Germany during Hitler's rise to power. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was that was a big moment. And then this, which I think is like probably the biggest upset ever. And you know, it was just a bunch of like twenty-two year olds. But you didn't even say what it is. It is the nineteen eighty semifinal victory of the U.S. Olympic team over Soviet Union, which had won the Olympics in 64, 68, 72, and 76. Four, four time. They won, yeah. So they had owned Olympic hockey for 20 years. Right. Um, the, the 
Olympic team won in 60 and then in 80. Haven't won since. The only gold we've got, well, not counting World Juniors, the U.S. won a World Cup 1996. They did win that gold. And the U.S. has gotten a couple silvers since then. Right. But this is the last Olympic men's gold. Thanks to that fucking asshole, Sidney Crosby. Fuck you, Sidney. Crosby didn't do anything all game, and then he gets one fucking five-hole goal. Some poop five-hole goal. Yeah. But so the, uh, you know, anyone that's seen the movie, which came out uh, 15 years ago, well, 16 years ago, on February Mm -hmm. uh, 6th, 2004, yeah. Um, Wait, 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 wait. That... The movie, Miracle, came yeah. out in 04? Yeah, right. Fuck. I thought that movie came out in like the 90s. No, 04? Jesus Christ. So, I was in high school then. <laughs> Jesus, Fuck you're old. you old. Yeah, you are old. Well, fuck you. Okay. So, Anyways. Herb Brooks wanted to play Russia, or the Soviet Union, to just, I think really just to expose the team to what they were going to face in the Olympics. Right. So they had the exhibition game like a week or two before the Olympics. Yep. Got beat 10 to 1. Um, you know, what everybody would have expected. Team USA had a hard fought um, Olympic run, made it to the gold medal round, which at that point, it wasn't the way it is now, where it's like you make it and then the winners decide gold and silver. The right. medal round was basically like a point system. Okay. So it's that like made round robin. Yeah. So they had to beat Finland at the next game because even if they had beaten Russia, if they had lost to Finland, they might not have won the gold. So it's like Inception, a tournament within a yeah. tournament. Yeah, it is. So uh, you know, a bunch of college kids beat these guys who've been playing together for like twenty years. Yeah, who that was their job. Yeah, they were. I think they were employed in the Russian army, so they could right. technically be. Amateur hockey players, right? They were they were technically Red Army soldiers, and they ranked up. They they were literally Red Army soldiers, but yeah. they were like, "Hey, you're gonna be good at hockey, so all you're gonna do is train hockey." Yeah, which there's some documentaries talking about what they did, and their training was insane. Right, right. But, there's tons in um, Russian Five and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was it was a a good recent one. So and. Um, I forget what what it's called, but I I know there's another really good one that came out like five years ago I think, but uh yeah it's um the reason it's such a big upset is that they'd had the twenty year dominance basically the same guys winning that whole time right it was their full time job and they Team USA was a bunch of college kids that weren't playing together. Until then, I mean, right? Because it could be argued that the the USSR team was a professional team. They basically were. They yeah. were. Yeah, I mean, they 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 were that they they were paid to play hockey. Yeah, and maybe not in like an NHL or KHL wasn't around at that point. But well, I think they I mean? just traveled playing international hockey, and they would play the NHL All Stars and random professional teams. Around the world, so they kept busy, right? And, and they smoked smoked the tits off of most of them. Yes, right. and they had that big series in the seventies with Canada, where they dominated, mm-hmm. and they just were untouchable. It was like if Team USA had American football. 
I mean, like, no one would be or able to. Or basketball. Yeah. I mean, it's really, yeah, Team USA basketball. Dream team style. Right. So. Just with more, like, you know, comrade and and more communist beliefs and, yeah. Right. And this, this game <laughs> transcended hockey because of the political environment between the two countries. Right. And so I think between the um the obvious uh talent differential between the two teams and with the political side of it i think that is what makes it the greatest moment in american sports history right so basically what i look at it is if the detroit red wings this year beat the boston bruins who are now ahead of, at the top of the standings yeah i mean that'd be that's how big of an underdog the united states was I mean, I, I think I even say. on a on a bigger level, it would be like if U.S. World Juniors beat Team Canada, like Olympic Canada. I think it's oh. that big of a difference. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you're looking at a bunch of college guys, right? And if you've ever seen the Miracle movie, they're like, who are you? Where are you from? Right. You know, it's like I play for BU, I play for Michigan, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, you do look at this type of underdog story, and that's exactly what it was. I mean, you're looking at Tretiak, who actually got pulled after the first. But, I mean, the, the, not only, okay, so everything was better in Russia. Yeah. The ideology, the way they trained. The ability that they had to train. I mean, this is a government-funded... It'd be like if the United States government, you know, how much money we spend on the government, right? Yeah. Were to, like, be like, yeah, we want to field a hockey team now. And you're going to get all the money that you want. Yeah, <clears throat> if Team USA put their money into sports instead of defense budget. Right, I mean, exactly. that's, that's what it was, really. Right. And so, you know, you're looking at guys who have played for over a decade together, peak physical condition did this day in, day out, knew each other like the back of their hands, and were all supremely talented. Yeah. Uh, and, and that, you know, after Miracle, you know, you look at how that paved the way, well, not paved the way, but that, how that gave the world, you know, after those 20 years of international dominance, paved the way for uh, the Detroit Red Wings to look at like Sergei Fedorov. Right. And and those type of players, right? Yeah, they started being introduced into our pro leagues. Right, after after the, the Iron Curtain kind of dropped. Yeah, and so this team was in Herb Brooks. He came from Minnesota. That's where he was coaching. Yep. And it was nine Minnesota guys, four Boston guys, and then a couple other schools sprinkled in. Minnesota, Duluth, North Dakota, Bowling Green. It was only a about four or five colleges that made up this team. Okay. But, um, you know, Herb picked the guys that he thought were the right ones. That's what he said. And he was right. And yeah. I mean, And so how much, how much credit do you give to Herb Brooks on this? Uh, 75%. Really? Yeah. He put, wow. he, he, he got rid of guys or he didn't pick guys that were supposedly better. Right. And he um, 
Well, I'm basing that part off of the movie, so hopefully they didn't embellish. But, <laughs> uh, you know, he, he took... This is where all of our facts come from, right? Right. ladies and gentlemen. He took these guys who didn't, he didn't play together. I mean, he did have half of his team that had chemistry. But right. he mixed these guys who are rivals and in like the time of a year was able to get them to the point where they could beat a 20-year dominant team. It is pretty crazy, and you look at it, and everybody thought at the time Herb Brooks was fucking nuts, right? right? <laughs> they all thought he was a fucking, he's off his fucking rocker, like, this dude's gonna fucking, you know, we're just gonna get smacked again. But, to come out and really do what he said he was gonna do, I mm-hmm. mean, but, you know, you look at the replays of Herb Brooks behind the bench during that game, um... He is celebrating just as hard at every goal, almost as if it's a surprise for him too. Right? You know, it's so, like he he knew what he wanted to happen, but it was almost like he didn't believe it would happen. Right until they did it. Right. Right. Um, I I can't imagine what it's like to be in that situation as a player. No. Yeah, that that'd be like uh, your AAA team going up against pros. Right. I mean, like. This is nowhere near it, but I can tell you, I've been a part of a couple big upsets in my career. I, When I was in high school, we were the bottom team in the division, and okay. I'm just telling you what it feels like to get an upset win. I'm right. not oh, saying, okay. I'm, okay. I'm just saying like how good it feels. So, you know, this team was top of the division. They ended up having a kid who went D1. We pulled off a big upset. They had pack stands it was like jersey night for the kids <laughs> and you and, upset them and we upset them like this is in high wor- school yeah worst team in the <laughs> league and like just how great that felt to pull off that upset <laughs> this what these guys did was a million times better so i can only like that the emotions had to almost be like too much for their bodies right and um the the cool thing about it was it, it was an underdog story to the T because what I mean, each game they basically had to come from behind. Yeah. And what a lot of people may not understand is that like this was just the semifinal. So they had to play who? Finland or Sweden? Finland. So Finland. The, the way the, the playoff system worked was so they had played Sweden. So yeah. that game got factored into their gold medal points. Uh, even if they did it in the initial round robin? Yeah, so the gold medal was, or the, the, the medal round was your two games you played plus the game you'd already played in the tournament against the other, because two, two teams from each group qualified. Okay. So it was guaranteed that someone that you played would qualify as well. Okay. So their points were a tie against Sweden and then the victory against Soviet Union. So that's mm. why they had to beat Finland, because if they lost to Finland, they'd only have three points, and Soviet Union and would have had four. And this was after qualifying? Yes. Okay, okay. So gotcha, if, yeah. and Soviet Union did beat Sweden, so that's why they ended up with the silver, because Team USA ended up with five points, and Russia ended up with four. Ah. That's a, that's a odd way to run a tournament. It is. I like it better now. Yeah. No more Inception yeah. tournament. So, uh, the game was at 5 p.m. Eastern time. 
and Team USA wanted to make it prime time, and the Soviet Union was like, no. So it was it was replayed at eight, like mm. it didn't play live. Right, and everybody was talking, and it's funny because if you've heard any of the announcers talking, it was on video delay. Yeah, and they say that, and I'm thinking video delay is like thirty seconds. No, video delay was like hours. Yeah, they played it three hours later. Apparently, one of the announcers though this past weekend was saying they played it live in Canada. That so, makes sense. So someone, one of the guys, I don't know if it was Keith Jones or someone else, but he was saying that he got to watch it live. And he still couldn't believe what just happened, so he watched it again. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> and there were a few guys that I wanted to mention. Okay. Because there wasn't a whole lot of post-miracle um, success for these guys. You know, they did okay. But right. there were uh, five guys... Who played 500 plus career NHL games? That's that's pretty fucking successful. What are it you is. About? I mean, it's 20 percent, right? 25 yeah. percent. So it was Neil Broton, Dave Christian, Mark Johnson, Ken Rowe, Morrow. I'm sorry, and Mike Ramsey. And Mark Johnson, he's the one. He had two goals against the Soviet Union, right? Um, and uh, what's his name? I forget. Butcher Gross. I forget his first name right now. John Butchercross, he's mm-hmm. an ESPN hockey guy, okay. and he put out a list recently of the top ten American players, and he put Mark Johnson on that list. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, really, I just feel like it helped the morale of the American people, and it helped grow the game. And right, because you got to remember, this is in the in the dredges of the Cold War, right, where everybody's scared in the United States that they're going to get nuked by. <laughs> The Soviet Union, you know, they were. This was the big red giant. Yeah, I mean, basically. it was it was before Ronald Reagan, and at the end of his two terms is like when the wall finally came down. So it was still a while before the Soviet Union ended. Right. Yeah. This is no. This is not Gorbachev area. This was. This was like straight up what, Lenin. No. No, was I think it, it was Gorbachev still. Was it still it Gorbachev? Was, okay. It, 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 but it this was, was like early Gorbachev. Yeah. Linen? Did I say linen? Yeah. The fuck, that's real old. Yeah. My bad. My bad history, people. But uh, yeah, this was uh, right. So this was like Gorbachev, like early Gorbachev. Yeah, craziness. And the Soviet Union was our most feared enemy because really they were our equal in military power. Yeah, and there were a lot of other classic uh, Olympic matchups in other sports with the Soviet Union where they had beaten Team USA. So I think it was it was finally just be like, fuck yeah, we beat these guys. Right, right. Well, you know, it's funny because a lot, even the guy, the guys that are repping the, uh, a lot of the uh, U.S. teams are Canadian or of Canadian origin on the, on the network. So two American boys here giving props to uh, the United States. Especially in this crazy miracle, yeah, as they say. This past weekend was the 40th anniversary. It was the second anniversary of Team USA women. Oh. And OV hit 700. So, pretty big weekend in sports. And the Cavs beat the Pens, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll put you that know. right up there with those other 
<laughs> so, so uh, you know, Cavs fans, we got a lot to be happy about. Hopefully that this week has been good. Um, I mean, Polly, you got anything else? No. I think I've rambled enough about the Miracle on Ice. No, it's good. And, I mean, I can tell that you're very passionate about this. And, and, I, and you know, it's it's something that – it's funny because I'm older than you. And you're, you've are you got, like, a huge heart on for it. So I do. That's, like – Timeless. Team USA Hockey is probably my most, like, intense form of patriotism. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a big USA Hockey fan. The- Folks, you, you can't see his face, but his, it was there was no joking in that. That was as true as as the as the arrow flies. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what, Polly? Thanks for your service. <laughs> and um, Caps fans, he's joking. I'm not a veteran, right? So, yeah, <laughs> I meant that as a joke, right? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Just so you guys um, know. And I'm not I'm not discrediting any veterans. You know, I'm I'm a mil- I'm an Air Force brat myself. Hopefully that doesn't doesn't you know discredit me. But I, I just didn't want you guys to give me more credit than I deserve. That's right. All. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, other than that, man. I mean, uh, thanks for your thanks for opening up to us about the miracle on ice and how it has affected uh, your life and and <laughs> everything else. Um. I think it was an amazing. I, I'm I'm with you though. I mean, this was an incredible, an incredible upset on in in on American soil with an in it, or a, an opponent that no one thought, even though we had home ice advantage, was we were gonna be able to stand up against. So I'm sure there's all sorts of some deep seated motivational quotes that I could say, but. All I'm going to say is, America, fuck yeah. Amen. <laughs> well, with that, it's Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin' on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, on Twitter at CupcakePolly. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Twitter and Instagram. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and TheHockeyPodcastNetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.